What's up, everybody? What's going on? Welcome. Welcome to the Taz Show. Yeah, another one coming at you. Another one count coming at you. This was going to be a good one. I think so. In the same vein of Suplex 2018, for those that heard that podcast that I dropped. Uh, thank you, everybody, for downloading uh, this on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as they call it. Or maybe you're doing that. On the radio.com app or the website, or maybe you're doing it on uh, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're doing that, I appreciate it. Obviously, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so this episode will be uh, knee bars and heel hooks. Take two knee bars and heel hooks. How about that? <laughs> 2018, yeah. Lower body holds, locks, joint locks from the lower body, uh, the do's and don'ts, and why we do these and why we don't as pro wrestlers. So I'm going to get into some details on this. I think you'll like it. So I'll do that in a little bit. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, I was getting a lot of stuff lately, which is awesome for my, my homeboy, my man, Samoa Joe, who I love. And I'm so happy for his success in the industry, namely currently in the WWE. It's great to see him just completely kicking ass and fucking just dominating. I'm so happy for him, how things are going for him and how, you know, uh, from, for him and his family from a financial perspective and a push perspective and just, just a, a superstar status perspective. It's well-deserved. Um, you know, so many, uh, and I'm as a comp man, people are talking about Joe and, and the comparisons to me. And do, do I, you know, do I see myself in him style or that style? This, you know, do, do you see the similar? Yes, I do. Um, and I will, uh, I'll get into some details on that here, uh, in this open. Um, first I want to say guys, if you or someone, you know, is concerned about a veteran, please call the veterans crisis line. Uh, confidential support is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for veterans and their families. Uh, simply call 800-273-8255 and pressing the number one or use the online chat function on the veteranscrisisline.net uh, or text 838-255. Uh, guys, the Veterans Crisis Line is available to all veterans, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. Even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. And uh, please visit the veteranscrisisline.net. It's not the veterans, I should rephrase that. It's veteranscrisisline.net. Okay, to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one in crisis. Again, in closing here, the number is 800-273-8255 and press the number one or use the online chat function at veteranscrisisline.net or text 838-255. So I was speaking on uh, about Samoa Joe and yeah, I, I definitely see, you know, obviously a lot of similarities. I think a lot of folks have seen that and hence why when I came to TNA from the WWE, they had you know, me managing Samoa Joe before I got into the commentary booth. 
yeah, definitely, you know, martial arts background, similar, strong style, uh, angry, pissed off at most of the times. Um, you know, uh, thicker built guys. Uh, Joe's taller than me for sure. Probably about two, three inches taller than me. Maybe my, yeah, Joe's probably around six one, six foot, something like that. And you know me, I'm not six one. Um, <laughs> but but uh, Joe, um, you know he, uh, I, you know he's 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 a special talent. He's great. I, I mean, uh, I, I, it's a compliment for people that think and reference me and his name in the same you know realm. Um, you know, I, you know, I know he's familiar with my work uh, pretty much. We've talked a lot about when we work together and and stuff. I was flattered to hear that from Joe, and um, you know, he's been on the Taz show here with me uh i think joe was on memory serves me right after a wwe pay-per-view he i think he just won the nxt the title god i can't remember it seems like forever and then there was a big wwe main roster show the next day the next night i should say and he was guest i just i'm drawing a blank how dummy i am but regardless yeah joe um Joe and I, but I, I, I do think there's some different. Even though we have a lot of similarities when I was in my prime to when he's in his prime now, but I do think that we have some differences too. Um, definitely, uh, you know, I of course with my accent and very New York and you know New York City ask Brooklyn and that vibe of my character where Joe is, is Polynesian. Uh, it's a completely different you know feel Samoa Joe. Uh, you know so. That that one one major thing there. Um, I I think you know, um, uh, you know, I I think that his career has gone so much longer than mine uh, in regards to the success he's had. Um, you know, I mean, I definitely, I, you know, I, my career was cut shorter with injuries. Um, you know, but he's he's great. I mean, he's just he's really. I mean, I I feel he's a throwback. If it was the original ECW around. Um, he would fit. He would have fit right in. Uh, you know, he, <laughs> him, and I definitely, um, uh, definitely would have um had a feud. I probably would have had a suplex my man and choke him out. I'm just letting you know that, Joe. I would have hooked you, bro. It's done. So, <laughs> no, we would have had battles for sure. Um, uh, definitely would have had battles for sure. But I think he would have fit in definitely in the in the original ECW. Seriously. Um, uh, you know, so it's, look, I, I, I believe in, you know, I've talked about this a lot. It's okay to take certain elements from certain talents and, and, but feel original certain things that certain guys do that you like. Joe, I, I look at as he's an innovative guy. He's an original type talent. He's, he feels different to me than, than most just about everybody. And I've always respected it about him. Um, he's, um, super intense but super poised and 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 professional um i'm i i really am over over the moon happy for him and his success uh, seriously and i mean that and you know uh, uh i'd love to have him on the show again I, I haven't seen him in a long time in person i'm looking forward to bumping into him one day again uh, i love joe he's the man uh for real and and don't, don't be afraid to tweet him and tell him uh, your boy taz put you over you know what i'm saying let him know. Let him know. Let him know. Your boy Taz put him over. Hey, uh, guys, just you know the deal here, right? Support for the Taz Show comes directly from who? From who? Well, comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. So they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and your family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's simple, guys, allowing you to fully understand all the details to be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. 
and it's convenient. Its trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. In addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, and mortgage confidently. To get started, guys, uh, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. Equal housing lenders licensed in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access dot org number thirty thirty. All right, we'll be right back here, guys. With knee bars and heel hooks, we're gonna talk some uh, lower body leg locks, joint locks, and whatnot. Enjoy, guys. Be right back. All right, guys, we're back here. Uh, so. We're going to get into this conversation here about lower body holds, you know, leg, you know, leg bar, knee bars, leg bars, any kind of ankle locks, all that kind of jazz and do's and don'ts in this thing and how it can definitely affect certain things um, in a match. And so first I, I got to let you know, like with a leg bar or an ankle lock or any kind of submission or a hold. Maybe not submission. Any type of hold on the lower body um, is an issue. Okay, <laughs> there's an issue as a professional wrestler. Um, you you want to try to avoid, in my opinion, doing this as a if you're a heel. Okay, uh, uh, and you say, okay, I'm going to work a body part, and I want to work, um, I want to work uh, someone's knee, or I want to work a guy's ankle. That type thing. And that's a problem. Okay. And so the reason why it's a problem is it's <laughs> you affect, this is important. You affect the baby faces comeback. It's simple logic that most fans don't realize, and nor should you, because if you haven't done this, why would you know that, right? So you 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 have to realize if you're working a guy, if you're working an ankle lock or you're working a single leg Boston crap, um, well, okay, I'm going to use a Boston crab as a as a hold uh, during my heat. Well, then you're not too smart. Um, you don't want to do that. Uh, you know, uh, I'll do a leg hook camel clutch. No, <laughs> no, no, because uh, the problem is it's now you make it a, a damn near impossible in the physical storytelling for the baby face, for the baby face to make his comeback because – 99.999% of the time, what does the baby face have to do in his comeback? Three letters, one word, run. Okay, so you got to run to hit the ropes, to hit the heel. You got to run. You got to do quick step, whatever it may be. You're running. You're running. You have to run because you have to have, to have to have that sense of urgency. Well, it's very hard to do that, you know, when you're selling your knee because this fucking heel has had heat on your knee you know, uh, you know, for the bulk of, of, of his heat. So that's where, that's where just happened. That was weird. That's where, um, what was that? That's where there's, that's where there's a problem. You know what I mean? That's where you got to be smarter and you, you can't, you just can't do that. You can't, I would, I don't, geez, I don't know if there ever was a match for me I'm trying to think right now that, if I've used a submission or a joint lock on the lower body for my heat, I don't think in all my years wrestling I've ever done that. 
ever. Um, it would make no sense. It would make no sense. So, and you do see guys do. You don't see. You don't see it as much now. But I'm telling you, it. Uh, we've seen it done. We've seen it done. Um, and I don't understand it. It, it makes no sense. It, you listen now. If you're okay, we've seen one of the great, obviously the greatest of all time in the nature by Ric Flair. Well, we know his finish, figure four leg lock, right? It's figure four, right? So, okay, great, cool. But, you know, it, first off, it was a different time, different time of the business during Rick's prime. It was where, frankly, the fans weren't as sharp to the business as they are, as they are now. So, and you could get a, some heat on a guy's knee, and the baby face would have to limp into his comeback, and people would buy into it more. I think today it'd be a lot harder. Let's just say hypothetically, Ric Flair was in his prime. It'd be a little harder to do. I'm not saying he couldn't. Ric's great, and he usually was in the ring with guys that were great, or anybody he was in the ring with, he made look great. Um, I just think that it's it's you know, you even you know, you. you <laughs> Even Bret Hart, you know, with the sharpshooter, or Sting with the Scorpion Deathlock. You know, we've seen them as submissions, but these guys are baby faces, so they weren't getting heat on their opponent. You know, Bret Hart wasn't heat when he was a babyface for the bulk with the big push with the sharpshooter. Um, you know, he 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 wasn't getting heat usually on the heel because he was the babyface for the most part. You know, so I, I don't know. I just think that I, I think in this day and age, it'd be a little bit different. For guys to or girls to use a strong leg submission hold as a heat spot or in the heat to get their heat. Um, Kurt Angle, most of the times, you know, he would tell a little story with the ankle, but when he was a heel, but you know, and if your hold is over and your guys like I just named, like Sting or Bret Hart or Ric Flair or Kurt Angle, and you're having a very ultra established leg lower body submission hold. Uh, that you win with uh, Those guys I'm named Are named are massive stars I mean we've seen uh, Chris Jericho do it with the What do you call it the um, He had the boss to grab the lion tamer But he had other finishes too So he didn't always do that you know So you know if you're over enough You know you, you, you just hit that hold For the finish at the end of the day For the most part and place would pop um, That's really it Because like some of these holds like a sharpshooter or a scorpion deathlock or something like that. I mean, at the end of the day, they're almost like if you really hook it right, you know, I know it's a work, but it's almost really no escape. It's tough to get out of. <laughs> uh, I, I've I've put guys in single leg Boston crabs. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're painful. I've been in single leg Boston crabs. Worse than a single leg Boston crab to be in is a Boston crab. They suck. Okay, I had a guy early in my career. Um, I can't remember who it was. This was early, very early in my career, and I was the babyface, and he had heat on me. And at one point, out of nowhere, it made no fucking sense. He puts a Boston crab on me. The guy's working my arm and puts a Boston crab on me. It's probably been like when I was working for the Savoldis or some shit. I don't remember. And he puts a Boston crab on me, and I'm saying to myself, "What the fuck? Why?" And now the lactic acid is building up in my quads, in my calves, in my shins. And because it hurts so fucking much. You can't explain when you're tired and you're blown up and your blood pressure is pumping, your blood is pumping, your heart rate's up because your adrenaline's flowing, you're wrestling in front of all these people. 
maybe not IWCCW, maybe it wasn't packed, but still your adrenaline flow. And and now you got homeboy hooking you in a Boston Crab, and he's sitting back on that fucking thing, and it's like you you you're, you're just your legs are numb, dude. I've had this happen to me. It sucks, like absolutely sucks. So, you know, I just think it's you got to be smart and use. Those type of holds for either a full bona fide finish or they're good if you, um, let's say, I'm just going to give you a, just spitball on some creative with you real quick. Like, let's say for a, a good lower body hold, um, like if you're like hypothetically, you're in a, a fat, let's say it's Undisputed Era and NXT, current guys, right? And they hit the ring like a pack of wild dogs and they get a bunch of heat on a baby face you know let's say whatever ec3 turns you know full throttle city baby face in nxt and here comes undisputed era to beat the shit out of him and now you have kyle o'reilly get him once they beat up ec3 enough they get him kyle gets him in um you know a, a single leg boston crab you know scorpion leg lock or maybe a figure four leg lock while uh fish and the other guy while they're beating the hell out of ec3 while he's down i mean i think in this day and age that's when it's cool to use leg locks like that those strong leg locks um or or flip side early in your match if you're exchanging holds on an opponent maybe you get a guy in a knee bar or something like that and he rolls out of it and gets the ropes breaks out of it just to show your wrestling prowess something like that i mean that 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 i think is fine you could do something like that you know, I, I I just think, you know, using it, like any younger wrestlers that may be hearing this, like just to give you a little free, like one-on-one session on lower body joint locks or, or you know, don't do it like for your heat, <laughs> you know, because it does affect the baby face for his comeback. And again, you can do it, guys, right? You can. We've seen that epic match. We've all seen it with Sting and Ric Flair. You know, I think it was Clash of the Champions. And we saw... Now, Sting was the baby face, and Rick was the heel, and we saw the story, the physical storytelling. We saw what Rick did and uh, working that leg and of Sting and how Sting was battling, fighting back. Listen, most baby faces aren't as over, aren't as talented, aren't as athletic, and didn't have the cardio that a guy like Sting had. I mean, this guy was one of the best, you know, and, and when he was young, man, jeez, Sting was uh was a, a a physical machine in that ring he he could do anything like his, his cardio for a guy that big like he and his comeback always oh, had energy you watch old sting stuff dude when he had the blonde hair with the face paint for for those older fans you know what i mean from the nwa and shit when he was a little bit almost a little bit greener as he came out of bill watts's territory and and saw to really hone his craft and really hit his stride fucking sting was over and homeboy could go like i'm talking about straight athlete beast motherfucker and he's a big dude sting like six three ish you know and and was put together back in the day like very muscular dude super athletic big quads big glutes um but yet he's in there with a guy like rick flair because flair pushes you right and he's in there with a guy like rick flair and flair is working that leg and it's like you know that's i don't want to say call no rule number one you don't do because that'd be an exaggeration by me but, you know, you usually try not to do that. And Rick knows that. But, you know, Rick has had a certain way he's done his matches. And I, I, it's not fair to compare Rick to a lot of other people or Bret Hart to a lot of other people or or Sting or, or Kurt, like the way these guys can work or the opponents they've had also. For younger wrestlers or fans watching, I mean, 
That's why I don't think you see a ton in this day and age, which is smart, of talent wrestlers getting heat on the good guy, the baby faces, ankle or knee or quad. I mean, and there are some, listen, there are some really great leg locks. I know when I ran the ECW House of Hardcore, the wrestling school, I would go over different joint locks with certain guys on lower bodies. I, I love leg locks, all different type. Um, uh, I, I really do, but there's only certain times you can use it, you know, in the business. Uh, but you need to know it. Uh, you know, it, 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 but you got to be creative when you use it, you know, uh, it, that's the only thing. And there's, like I said, there's a bunch. Um, you, it's always safe. That's why you see it a lot where talent, where guys will work a, a, a shoulder or an elbow or work the guy's back, work the guy's midsection, his core, that type stuff. You, you see that a lot. Because it's, you know, it doesn't affect his lower body to run. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, if you've never heard something like that, like, wow, that's pretty simplistic. I never thought of it like that. But, geez, this guy makes sense with that because it's true. Um, and most folks don't talk about it. Why would they? You know, but um, you know, I guess I'm doing a psychology podcast here on wrestling psychology. <laughs> but but it's it's something to think about when you watch a match. And you watch the heat, it's usually, like I said, the lower back, the neck, uh, shoulder, you know, upper body, you know, core. Um, you know what I mean? You, you'll see that. And you'll, you will see some lower body stuff. But you got to be a special talent. You got to be in there with a baby face that, that can sell the knee, can sell that thing while he's making his comeback. Or you shut him down in his hope spot, that type of stuff. You got to be in there with the right guy or girl that can handle that. Uh, and sometimes for some talent, that's a little bit of an ambitious task. It could be a little rough. Why do it? Unless there's a story where you're coming off, and this is where it's an exception, where it's this person's on TV and it's documented he, let's say, had a knee operation. Okay, great. Then we're going to tell a story, and now he comes back. I'm the heel. He was an angle with me. Now he's coming back for me, and I'm like, well, fuck him. And now I'm going to work his knee, and I'm going to, Work it with a knee bar or I'm not going to work it with a, a single leg crab or Boston crab that I promise you or a scorpion leg lock or sharpshooter or whatever. I'm not doing that because you can't fight out of that. And that's the other thing I want to talk about real here, right? Real quick here. Fighting out of certain lower body holds um, you can do and certain you can't stuff where like I keep mentioning the crab or the single crab. You know, or scorpion and stuff. You can't. It's really you can't fight out of that. Um, but if I have a straight knee bar on a guy, um, or a joint lock, or a, 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 a heel hook, there you go, a heel hook on a guy uh, on his ankle and lower Achilles and area, that's something maybe you could fight out of. You definitely could fight out of a knee bar. But it's tough because now here's the other thing. Now I'll just really pull back the curtain a little bit more. Um, when you are like fighting out of the, um, how do I explain this without going too deep here? <sighs> okay, so if you, when you have a baby face, if you're a heel and you have a baby face coming back on you, you want to try to be standing or, you know, work your way up from on the mat. Like just say the, you know, I, I don't call them rest holds, but the hold 
that we've seen a lot for for decades is like a rear chin lock on a guy. Well, the rear chin lock is used so much because the guy can fight out of the rear chin lock and he can throw elbows into the gut. He could start to work his way standing up alone with his opponent. All that's important. When you got a knee bar on a guy or you got a heel hook on a guy, you know, and you yeah, you can fight out of it. But the problem is, guys, you're on the mat and he's on the mat. You're both laying on the mat or your ass is on the mat and your your legs are on the mat. So, well, what's wrong with that? Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with that. It's not super visual. So, yeah, sure, the camera's on you, but what about the people who want to see the show? What about the people that are in the arena and sitting high up? You know what I mean? Like, what about those people? You know, they got to see two guys fucking sitting on a mat, laying on a mat. One guy's got a knee bar, another guy, and the other guy's laying on his back selling. That sucks. You know, if now a guy is standing or he's got an arm bar on a guy and the guy's fighting out of the arm bar, he arm drags out, you know, he does a duck under, fireman's carry, something like that, whatever. Now it's cool. You know, so the the problem is when you have a leg lock or lower body lock on a guy or girl, you're on the mat. You're laying, you're sitting, you're laying down prone on a mat. That's, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a problem. That, that That's kind of not visual. And it's, it could, you know, could hurt the way the match gets put over and the way the match feels and that people now maybe don't get invested in the match, you know? So because it's then, you know, as you know, people are chanting boring, you know, and it's like, it's it, all these things play into it. So what body part you choose to work on the baby face is vital. You know, it's vital for that storytelling. And that's why you guys have seen as fans, a lot of rear chin locks, you know, because it's the it's most simplistic hole to use for a guy or girl to fight back from that's visual from a standing position okay i'm spitting a lot of psychology here with you so you know um take it the way you want to take it don't take it do whatever you want to do Uh, i'm cool either way so that's the deal on it but you know i would like i said i don't recall yo i don't recall like ever doing a an ankle lock or a um, now, I, well, let me rephrase that. I've done ankle locks. I used to do. Let me just think real, real quick. Early, uh, not early ECW. Once I started becoming a human suplex machine, I was doing a lot of chain wrestling before my matches, and I used to do a, a, a cool spot sometimes where I drop toe hold a guy and go into the ankle lock. Now this is before Kurt Angle had the ankle lock and and all the stuff. This was like way before that. Um, I'm not saying I invented the ankle lock, but I've seen. Actually, one of the, it was probably, uh, I don't know if I saw Ken Shamrock, somebody do an ankle lock. Uh, and this was before, this might have been Ken Shamrock before he was in WWE. Um, I might have seen, I'm trying to think who the first guy I saw do an ankle lock. Because um, I don't hack shit. I don't, that's not my style, as you know. But I'm trying to remember who inspired me to kind of do a spot with an ankle lock. But anyway, I, I would do it early in the match. And, you know, either the baby face would get to the rope Because it's tough, you really can't get out, right? So I wouldn't do it as a finish And I wouldn't do it as my heat I would do it, you know, just to show people My mat sense and my mat skills And and uh, and to create more buzz in the match Of the catches, catch can, wrestling, exchanging holds Yada, yada, yada That's why and where I would do that That's how I did that So you know, but everybody's different. You know, everybody has different reasons why they would do it. I, 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 like I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't, I think that's the only time, um, 
I would uh, once in a while do a single leg crab on a guy, but not never for heat. Like, like I said, you just can't come out of it. So you got to be smarter with that stuff. But listen, the leg holds and locks are awesome. Um, and they're great, like, if you're in a shoot. <laughs> so um, if you're on a mat with a guy rolling, you can hook a guy. You know, they're great. I mean, sure, if you're in the street and you get into a fight, yeah. If you know what you're doing, they're very good. Um, but for the storytelling end of professional wrestling, uh, they're not exactly great. I can tell you that right now. So, And it's something I don't think that a lot of folks talk about, but um, it's something that, you know, food for thought for you guys to throw around in your brain and think about and just, just – uh, just you know, that's that's kind of like what I I like to do with some of these holds and talking about holds and you know and and I, and I mentioned Rick Flair before about the figure four leg lock. You know, obviously he wasn't the only guy who used it with success. You know, there been several, obviously, but um, I don't think that um, not that that moves extinct by any chance uh, by any stretch because it's not. But it's it's I've like I said, I feel like it's a little bit of a different era now, and we're in that era where. You know, the athletes are athletes. They are wrestling in a pure athletic form in this form of entertainment. You know, there's a ton of athleticism. So, you know, you don't want to try to, if you're working a figure four leg lock, it's like you. everyone's done. Like, if you got me in a figure four, I can't move. Where am I going? I can't fight out. You can't go anywhere. You got me locked up, like, in this figure four. Where are you going? You know what I mean? So it's like in baseball, right? You don't take uh, you don't take your best athlete on your team from a defensive standpoint and have him play catcher. That's very rare. You don't have the guy with the most, ath- ath- most athleticism behind a dish, behind a plate with a bunch of equipment on that he's stuck in one little area, you know, unless there's a bunt, you know? So, like, you take that guy who's ultra-athletic and you let him, ex- you know, show his athleticism and throw his ass in center field or throw him in the middle infield, you know what I mean? So, um. So I'm just saying, like you, you, you. When you have today, these guys and girls, they're, you know, they're hybrid, heavy-duty athletes, along with uh, the, you know, wrestling and high spot stuff. So you got to keep people engaged, and you got to keep it fast and swift and rolling and rocking and shit. So I, I don't think you know scorpions and and sharpshooters and you know, uh, knee bars are the way to go. Um, um, I don't, I'm not saying they should not be using them, but you know, I think I made my point. So, um, so that's the deal. So whatever it's, it's all good. At the end of the day, it's all wrestling, right? It's all wrestling and, and you got to explore and try different things, but I just wanted to come out and talk about that a little bit, you know, about the, about lower body locks and holds. Um, you know, I, I don't think most folks talk about stuff like this, uh, but I like to spit at you with some of the shit, as you guys know. And uh, and I appreciate you uh, putting an ear on the show, as always, you know, and, and showing respect for the Taz show and, and for my content. You know, I love you, and I appreciate it. Spread the word of the show, guys. Hey, don't be afraid to, yo. Give a little rating on uh, fucking iTunes. So put your boy over. You know, I haven't asked you guys for that in a while. You know, I'm begging you. Do something here. Do something. Getting this shit for free here. Come on. Do something, pay your dues a little bit for God's sakes. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so anyway, that's the deal. So, all right, kids. Well, look, I appreciate you, and I'll talk at you real soon here. I'm Taz, you're not. Uh, adios, guys.
Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cuz we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So go and pour another drink just to get away.